Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. It turns out your mother's advice should have been, if you can't say anything good about yourself, don't say anything at all. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the presenter's paradox. Norbert Schwartz and his colleagues have, have coined the term the presenter's paradox, which is basically this idea that when you are presenting information about something, it could be yourself or it could be, say, if you're the marketer of a product, whenever you are deciding uh, what you should present, you tend to think, I should throw in any piece of positive information I can think of. Because even something a little bit positive is still increasing the overall goodness of this thing that I'm talking about. <laughs> However, when people are evaluating you or this product that you're describing, they don't add up all the little bits of goodness of every little thing you said. Instead, they're forming this overall holistic impression. And the way you tend to do that is not by adding everything up, but by averaging across all of the pieces of it. And so that means if I, if I say something that is only a little bit positive, that actually doesn't help me. Because if I said a whole bunch of very positive things, and then this other thing that's only a little bit positive, it actually brings the average down. Yeah. And that's the paradox, which means that people who are figuring out what to present, either about themselves or some product, often say too much. Yeah. You know, to, to understand that I might have my attention drawn to something that really isn't that important, that unduly influences my overall impression, is certainly an important thing to think about. I mean, this is true when we're reviewing applicants for a position that's vacant. I mean, it might be reviewing information about a product, not just the information that's put out by the manufacturer, but information that's put out by uh, online reviews by other yeah. purchasers. <clears throat> Many people who are trying to make decisions who say, well, I'm just going to write every positive thing on this column and every negative thing on this column, and that's going to help me make a decision. Well, it, it might, but life isn't generally additive like that, as Art's saying, right? It's not a matter of each additional positive adds more positive. If there are things that are really highly positive and then there's some other things that are only moderately positive, it's not that the adding the moderately positive increases your total positiveness. It's that because it's only moderate, it brings down the average yeah. a little bit. While we're on the topic of thinking about how to present yourself on stuff, um, one of the things that's interesting about about resumes is, is that a lot of times people focus uh, primarily on on skills that that are easy for them to describe about themselves so you get you get you get resumes about you know which word processors people know how to use or which which specific you know procedures that they've been trained on and and what's fascinating is that that a lot of times the real ability to succeed in in jobs that you uh that you may get doesn't have quite so much to do with your current facility with a particular program. It, it has a lot more to do with your ability to get along with your coworkers and to, to take directions and to ask questions when you need it. All of these kinds of more people skill mm -hmm. uh, things. And, and, you know, what's fascinating is we create really great vocabularies for those skills, but we don't have a particularly good vocabulary for talking about 
our ability to interact with the other people that we work with. Right. You know, it's funny because people talk about uh, what's a liberal arts degree good for? I mean, what you, what is your skill uh, having gotten a liberal arts degree? Well, you know, I think being able to think and read and interpret information and, you know, communicate effectively in writing and in speech, that, that seems like pretty good skills. But because they're not specific, they seem less valued as preparing you for the, a life of work, especially a life of meaningful work, than saying, look, I'm an engineer. I know how to build this stuff. Or I'm an accountant, and I know how to do what accountants do. And they're very specific things, right? But if you think about most majors in the university, they're not preparing you for a specific thing. They're preparing you to be a well-educated, well-rounded, thinking, intelligent person. And as Art's saying, there aren't really good ways to express that on a resume, yeah. right? Yeah, and what I would say is, um, like, for example, if you're applying for a job, there are two things you want to do. The first is look at all of the things you might say about yourself and focus yourself on two things, on the best stuff about yourself you can say and on thinking really carefully about what your skills really are. Those skills may or may not just be facility with a particular program. I mean, if you think you are effective in conversations or a good negotiator, those are things that deserve to be on there. That's one thing. And the second thing you need to do is to, is to do your best to look at your description of yourself the way you think someone else would look at it. That is, put it aside after you finish. Don't do it right away. Put it aside for two days. Now come back to it. Cover your name up. And say, if I saw this person's resume, what would I think of them? You know, and, and one of the big differences, I think, between evaluating most products versus evaluating people, and because it, it, it's funny, we bring the same strategy to bear when we're evaluating people and products in general. But with a product, what you get is, is as good as it's ever going to be <laughs> when you take it out of the box, right? I mean... You know, they, they always say, right? Hatchimals notwithstanding. <laughs> right. But the, you know, the car loses half its value when you drive it off the lot and things like that, right? Whereas people had better get better after you, after you hire them. And so the interesting thing is we, we bring this same frame, which means we, we often evaluate people as though they're products, when we should be evaluating the trajectory of the individuals yeah. rather than the snapshot of where they are right now and so looking for evidence of what they can accomplish in the context of what you're hiring them to do is far more important than looking at what their skills are right now yeah next week we'll talk about the psychology of how versus why with dr art markman and dr bob duke you can subscribe to the two guys on your head podcast in itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review while you're there We'd love to know what you think of the show. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.